It is March 2nd in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast talking about Monday Night Raw. Oh, tonight the mysteries were revealed. What's in the cage? Why did Randy Orton do what he did? All that and more. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Matt, welcome back to the podcast. Glenn, it's almost as if you forgot the rest of the show to plug after Randy Orton. Oh, he did what he did. <laughs> Well, Drew, Drew did some uh, great stuff tonight. The booking of Drew was fantastic tonight. Yeah, I was that booking of Ricochet, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we got new tag team champs. We got a lot to talk about. But first, Matt, the people want to know, what did you think of uh, AEW Revolution on Saturday? I mean, calling it pay-per-view of the year is like an understatement. It was wall-to-wall insanely good. I mean, wall to wall. I watched the thing three times. Wow. Three times. It was that good. When, when's the last it? time you watched a match that you weren't in three times? I think Brock versus Undertaker. Just, okay. And I think I just did that to see where I thought Undertaker got knocked out mm. more, more than anything else. That's it. That's all I can think yep. of. Wow. Yeah. Well, what match your, of yours? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, what match was your favorite? Because you had Orange Cassidy, and then you had you know, the Bucks. <laughs> um, first I was pissed the Bucks didn't win, but then I'm like, mm, the crowd would have shit on them. <laughs> um, in that in that environment, that's the best tag match, in my opinion. Well, we I've ever seen. Um, honestly, I loved the booking of Cody Rhodes. I, I loved that. I love the finish of it. Um, MJF needed that win. Mm-hmm. Um, people argue, well, Cody keeps losing the big one. He ain't going nowhere. He's the main draw of that company, and he can always get his heat back. Ironically, which usually reserved for heels to get their heat back after losses on promos. Cody's one of the very, very few, if not the only babyface I know of, that can immediately get his overness back where people don't give a crap that he just lost because um, of his excitement and his exuberance to wanting to you know, do what he does in the ring yeah. with all his passion. But MJF needed to win that. So I was my favorite overall match tied with the Young Bucks match. What Cor- do you think? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then Orange Cassidy is like 1B. So I have a tie at 1A and then like 1B is <laughs> Orange Cassidy. I thought that Orange Cassidy match went as, as perfect as you could have it. Yes. For what it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, people doubted me. But Matt, the real question that everyone wants to know, what do you think of Cody's neck tattoo? Mm. I thought it was I, I thought it was painted on. I just thought it was like a gimmick he was doing for the night and I found out like that was a real tattoo. I, think I don't know why he would have done that. I don't know. And for the record, Brandy uh is not a fan yeah, as Brandy. she uh divulged in the scrum. Tony Khan was saying uh, Nick Nick at the <laughs> scrum asked Tony Khan about it and he, he said that uh it's gonna cause him, you know, problems getting roles in Hollywood. Granted, you could put makeup on it, but if you're going into yeah. read for a role, they're not going to, you know, they might discount you right off the bat. So, Is it, I mean, I did bodybuilding, uh, bodybuilding shows in which I cover my back tattoo. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty simple to do. Um, it won't. I think it'll be fine. Um, but still, it's a weird place to put it. Um, and again, it's coming from a guy who had a flaming basketball on fire. So I really can't talk. What do you think of this idea? I threw, threw this out on Twitter because you can see Arn Anderson and Cody. They're leading to some kind of split. Yeah. You have Cody fire Arn Anderson down the road, you know, a couple months. Arn gets his revenge by managing MJF, Wardlow, and the Revival. And you got like a new four horsemen, uh, four horsemen kind of stable. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. What if the turn is on dynamite that uh, Arn reveals himself uh, as the villain and Cody says, You talked me into getting this tattoo? <laughs> that's, that's why they split up um it was a great pay-per-view uh insanely good pay-per-view oh my so god good. every so match good. on that was a 10 to me i mean so serious even nyla yes yes <laughs> although i felt bad for old girl screwing up her nip up but she really wow. caught it quick and was able to do a back roll out of it at least um yes yes because that's the most selling we've seen her do yet um yeah, I'm a big Nyla fan, though. Mm-hmm. I like Nyla, too. I thought Chris looked uh, very green. I th- I th- and she is. She still is very green, but she, this guy's going to be the limit for her. She's got to stop that alien character, though. Yeah. It's divisive. 
Not as divisive as the tattoo. Actually, the tattoo is not as divisive. Most people hate the tattoo. The alien character is a little more 50-50. Anyhow, so we went from Revolution to Raw tonight. Opening up. And and that goes to Antoine Fair. Thank you for the super chat. Oh, saying yes. the best villains are the ones who think their cause is right. He is killing this promo best he has ever done. And we Who's he talking about? Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I agree. We're told these, so can we hold on to these before we... I know. They disappear. <laughs> Um, so, um, so if you want to hijack the show, super chats, everyone, because we feel obligated. Yeah, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, try to keep the super chat with the segment we're talking about, so we <laughs> can keep on track. But we do appreciate it, and uh, and that's why Raj is a millionaire that should be a billionaire. What do, you, because... what, do you think, what do you think about Brock Lesnar botching his uh, WrestleMania uh, shooting star press? Like, like, what the fuck? Stay with what we're saying. Stay with what we're talking about. <laughs> Anyhow, and this was what we were talking about. So uh, Bobby Burns saying he was sitting three rows back at Evolution. It was absolutely incredible. The tag match, OC versus Pac, and Darby Sammy matches were my favorites. I agree. Dude, even Darby Sammy. Yeah, Darby Sammy was crazy. Yeah. Dude, the whole thing. Like I said, the whole thing hits. It was very good. Uh, Tonight... It's a tough act to follow, man. We were on such a high. Uh, but we did open tonight with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out to the ring. Heyman uh, calling Drew a stupid big bitch that's going to get squashed. And then Drew came out. Uh, laid out Lesnar with the Claymore kick. I didn't like he had to do it three times. Yeah. I like You can argue, well, the fans kind of... No, that was set up for him to hit three times. It just so happens the fans chant it, do it again, whatever the hell they were chanting. One more time, one more time. He was doing it no matter what because Brock was getting up. Um, I liked it, though. I mean, it looked strong as Claiborne, though. Takes three times to put him down. I would have preferred to see him down with the one. But, again, I'm super nitpicking here. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought it made drew look like a superstar it's believable when he does it to brock it's you know he's bigger than brock he's bigger he's he's impressive and yeah he just he just looks the part i just hope they don't screw this up Uh, and i don't i don't think they will to mania but if drew wins the title there which i'm assuming he will uh, just that follow-through and how they handle it but i thought i thought drew looked awesome tonight so uh I think it's interesting they're giving Drew this this uh, offense with it. I think this match could go either way at Mania at this point. You never know with Brock, and that's one of the reasons I actually really like Brock matches heading into him because you just don't know what to expect a lot of times. Well, except when he went up against Ricochet. We all yeah, kind of knew. It was, is it going to be a total squash, or is Ricochet going to get a little in? <laughs> yeah. And they went total squash. So let's talk about this. Uh, James Barry with the Super Chat. Big fan of the show. Street Profits was match of the night. Heading to Mania this year. Trying to party up at Mons Venus after the show. Ha ha. Uh, we're going to talk about Mania and some news today that should maybe be on the horizon. At least for a uh, little folks. Something to pay attention to. But Street Profits tonight going up against Murphy and Rollins. Aside from the fact they're keeping the Murph the Smurf thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what did you think of this match and the Street Profits now being Matt, the tag team champions? Love the Street Profits being the tag champions. That's the only thing I liked about this. But the match was good. Love their celebration with the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seemed a little, I don't know. I felt like they should have done this at the, the pay-per-view, but um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was... Dude, AEW just shot a freaking bazooka off this weekend, alright, and Raw came out with a freaking cap gun pop. <laughs> and that's with this stuff. That's with Drew looking like a beast on a main stage. That's with the Street Profits winning the tag titles. Do you know what I mean? So I almost want, I know I just got, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I said I don't think WWE is going to like counter program or react and saying, well, AEW had this massive, amazing pay per view. So now Raw needs to be even that much better. I don't think they think that way, but maybe. That explains why there's a tag title switch on a random wrong. It's a feel good moment. Uh, and Street Profits a month ago were doing those dumb weekend update skits. Uh, this, this is great. This yeah. Is, they are the tag team with the most charisma. Um, so, yeah, it, way better than the Viking Raiders. I think it, you kind of get the feeling like, I don't know, like maybe they've, I don't know, given up on the Viking Raiders, but they've definitely. I certainly hope so. 
It definitely, I mean, they've definitely been pushed down. I mean, they went from they're, being unbeatable monsters just a few months ago to... Dude, they hurt know. every segment they're involved in. Not because they're not good or not talented. It's just they're doing a stupid Mickey Mouse cornball freaking gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, so before we talk about the next match, Jackson Callens with the Super Chat yeah. saying, sorry for breaking segments, apologizing to Raj, wishing me a happy birthday. It is indeed my birthday today. I'm 44 years old. That is twice as old as 22. Which, Happy birthday, Glenn. Four times well, as old as 11. You know, I'm so old, Matt, I can't even party like it's my birthday anymore, which is why I rely on the sponsor of this episode. Ugh. Blue Chew. We're never going to get through the show. Well, you know, sometimes, Matt, some people have that attitude about with their intimacy and their sex life. <laughs> oh, can you imagine you're sitting there with your wife and she's like, we're never going to get through this. Jesus, how long does it take you? Think about, do you need to watch something perhaps? No. Blue Chew is the answer. Stop having a partner that's just sitting there waiting. They're looking at their watch going, come on, is it time yet? They can't do all the work. You're getting old. You got to own up to it. You got to face it. BlueChew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. The stuff that works. And let's face it, as you get older, the stuff that you need to increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. Pills are for old men. With a chewable, with Blue Chew, you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. So if you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians. So no going to the doctor's office. No waiting line in the pharmacy. Do you want to set foot inside a hospital right now in a pharmacy? No, you want to avoid that. That's why Blue Chew, prescribed online, ships right to your door in a discreet package. So simple. They are made in the USA. None of this China-produced stuff. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code WINC. That's promo code WINC to try Blue Chew for free at BlueChew.com. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And uh, let me tell you, the older I get, the more I appreciate it. It's really been a life changer. Tonight, it will be like I'm 22 again. Thanks to Blue Chew. Are you guys doing anything special for your birthday? I only went out to lunch today, but seriously, man, I got uh, my Blue Chew packet here, and uh, you get man. the sample. In this comes like five of these babies for five bucks. There's a great deal, $5 shipped. And, uh, oh, yes, a good time will be had by all tonight. That's <laughs> why so let's wrap it up. Uh, get with the podcast. Back to Raw. No, no way. No. <laughs> I want to go back to this. All right, so tell us the, so tell everybody how, instruct them how they how to take this. What well, you Blue chew chew. it. It's a chewable. I no, mean, so, like, as soon as the show's done, you yes. shut your computer down. What do you do? You go in the kitchen, you grab orange juice to spike it into your system, hit your blood. No, no. What do you do? I chew it up. You know, maybe what I'll do is maybe uh before the show ends tonight. I'm not gonna do it early because we yeah. got a while left. Yeah. And it's just, it, look, with Blue Chew, because it's chewable, seriously, you take one of these bad boys, um, we're talking like 10, 15 minutes. This isn't like sitting around with a pill looking at your watch. It's fantastic. The so doesn't fall asleep while you're doing this podcast? And, and, well, you know, she I should. In fact, you know, tonight I'm going to text her and say, take a nap now, because when I'm done, Blue Chew, and it's on. <laughs> Starting you're, 44 with a bang. You're welcome, viewers. <laughs> Some very disturbing imagery here, but. This is why I'll never be able to run for office, Matt. Be glad. Be glad you don't you don't get involved with this. And you're the mayor of a city called Longwood. So again, you should really be the celebrity endorser. Blueprint, Longwood. The blueprint, it's all, Longwood. It's really, there. it's like it was designed for you. But let me tell you, uh, for, for me, I feel like Matt Morgan when I've had a Blue Chew, and that's really where it counts. Uh, anyhow, BlueChew.com. Try it free. Promo code WINC. Blue Chew, long-term sponsors of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Thank you for supporting them. When you support them, you are supporting us. So, uh, from the Street Profits finally getting the opportunity they deserve and finally getting these titles, we went to a 20, and they won uh, due to Kevin Owens causing a distraction, dropping Rollins with the stunner. I'm cool with that. I know yeah, that. I think that works. Uh, but we went from that to a 24-7 title match between Riddick Moss and Ricochet. It was competitive. Ricochet lost. Who did he piss off? I don't know. 
I doesn't don't... this seem doesn't this seem like like the same thing we saw with Cedric last fall that they have given up on him and is this it? is their way of everyone letting everyone know we're done with this guy. <laughs> Seriously, right? Letting everyone see... know. <laughs> oh, come on though, but this is different. This isn't like one this week. Guy sucks. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. You see that. You see Cedric getting US title matches, then all of a sudden he's getting so that's my clean. question. So that's my question. You do that with like AJ Styles and some decent talent, right? To Riddick Moss. Right, yeah. I like, mean, to go, dude, yeah. from Brock Lesnar, which he got no offense in, yeah. to this 24 7 title. He couldn't even win the 24 7 title. And even if he did, I don't want him to have it. I don't want him to have it. Right. That's the, a lose lose situation. The freak. I but the way understand. they did it, he was just beat clean like he was nothing. It's clear <sighs> that, you know, I know a lot of people are like, well, maybe this is the start of a big comeback. When have they ever done that? You know, when, <laughs> when have they ever done that? They don't have the, they don't have the discipline to do no. it, number one. Neither they have the discipline to have the guy continue to lose. They don't have the discipline <laughs> to imagine, crescendo him up the other way. Do you imagine, Matt, you're sitting in that talent meeting with Vince McMahon, and it's like, well, you're going you're gonna to go against Brock Lesnar, and he's going to just tear you apart. He's going to destroy you and whatever. Then the next week, don't, don't feel all is lost 24-7 title, competitive match, but you're going to lose that. And Ricochet's like, and then I get the comeback and the run for the title. No, the next week we bring back Hornswoggle. He kicks your ass. It just keeps going lower and lower and lower. Pins you with his foot on his chest, on your chest. Um, I don't know. I mean, was there an, is there an attitude issue maybe where they're just trying to see? I mean, sometimes they do random tests. Vince is weird like that. And he tests talents to see how they'll respond to like losing streaks. I, I, I'm trying to think of something here because this makes no sense. The, the other talent watching this show at the monitor – Backstage is what I would have paid money to see because I they all know how nasty he is, yeah. and I, they've got to all be like, "What the? F- what, what did he do?" I can honestly, I've never heard a single negative thing about Ricochet backstage. No, uh, I, I don't think, get this. Again, I think it's Vince probably hearing those promos and just being like, "We're done." You know, again, is that, I think is that enough though? Because he's so damn talented physically, yeah, he looks like a million bucks, Raj. Yeah, but you see that all the time where someone's good. Like, again, I keep going back to Cedric because it was so recent. But uh, well, it's a little different, though. I mean, in NXT, Ricochet was the man. When he came to Raw, he was like a star attraction. Let me ask you guys this. Buddy Murphy, big fan. I think we all are. We've all said that. Even when he wasn't getting the push he's getting now. Okay? There's many towns that are really good, right? Buddy Murphy wasn't a great promo. wasn't a good promo even at first. Um, it's even debatable if he is now. Um, but he was never a good promo, and he was good in the ring. He put on good matches. Let me ask you a question. Is his matches he put on before he got this push anywhere near Ricochet's matches? No, but th- there wasn't as much of a of a teeter-totter. There wasn't as much of a disparity between you. Buddy Murphy's in-ring ability to mic ability. Yes, there's a chasm, but with Ricochet, is the, is in-ring ability, A+. Plus, so promo you should ability. be punished because you're an A++ plus plus wrestler? <sighs> It's tough. Daniel I mean, Bryan's the, promos weren't fantastic. They were terrible when he first came out on NXT. Ricochet's a really they were painstaking. Do you guys remember? We we're all like rooting for him. We we're like, oh, they weren't that bad. Just they were. But he was being treated like he was nothing too when he came out. Remember, he had the worst <laughs> record on NXT, and it took him yes. a while to, you know, yes. something's there. It can't just be. I don't know what it is. Who knows? Maybe it is. Yeah, Peter Bahi saying only chance for Ricochet is the Prince Puma gimmick. That was actually a really cool. Gimmick. I heard that on another show. Um, yeah. Uh, Keith Robinson, they're setting up that epic run for the 24-7 championship for Ricochet. <laughs> That's his comeback story. Kevin Landry saying, Ricochet needs to reinvent himself somehow. Why? You know what I was saying? Someone said on Twitter, someone suggested uh, that they pair him with MVP. You know, put him in a... What in- am I missing? I think he's cool as hell. I think when he comes out, he looks cool. He looks like somebody that women want to be with, and dudes are like, holy shit, he's an amazing wrestler. He's the shit. Yeah. Yeah, but so then it was his promos, his promos, man. Yeah, like, promos. Do you think any woman's going home from that building going, wow, if he's just a better promo? or The guys are. <laughs> we are because we're nerds. We're yeah. being nerds about this. Yeah, that's we're a not big part of being a, a top star. Actually, it is. It definitely is. I'm not trying to act like it's not. Yeah. But to be at this level, to be losing to this jobber, I'm saying MVP is his manager because MVP can talk. You don't have to give Ricochet that much. I think that could. Did Prince Puma never talk? No, Prince Puma didn't. No, he was uh, under the hood. So he just never talked. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I'm pretty sure he didn't. I didn't he watch didn't all of Lucha. Got to be wearing a damn mask though. 
He looks like a movie star. Uh, Phil, yeah. Phil, thank you for the birthday wish. Uh, also saying Ricochet should turn heel. He could be a cocky and better than you type. I agree. I think he could pull mm -hmm. that off better than this awkward sincerity he has. You know what I'm still waiting for? Mm. And this would have been part of my blueprint character, FYI. Um, hitting obnoxiously athletic moves and then just walk around the ring sauntering and bragging like, did you just say that? that? When's the last time you seen a seven foot man do a shooting star? Bad? Answer, never. Meanwhile, my opponent's like getting up, pulling himself up the ropes. I turn around and start eating punches and shit. Donovan um, Dijakovic, Dijakovic should do stuff like that. Yes, he needs, he needs something. He needs something. I, yeah. I see now why What's-His-Name is much more over than him. I'm not saying to be a dick because I like him. Right, same. But, but I see why other big man is way more ahead of him. The Shimmer is interesting comparison. I could see Ricochet doing a rock-like character. Ooh, that's a <laughs> yeah. He, he might as well try. He, he's got something. He's got to throw something out there. I don't get it. He's just so damn talented. I don't know. Somewhere Vince is trying to hunt down the machine that turned Stephen Urkel into Stefan Urkel to see if that was real. <laughs> but he can get Ricochet to go into that. Also researching the potion from the Nutty Professor films. Uh, no, it's look. I, I've said the Street Profits would be great for Ricochet. Anyone yes. to be his mouthpiece, but the Street okay. Profits especially. You put them in a feud with AJ in the club. That oh, would be. I pay for that. I swear to God, I pay money for that match. Yeah, That'll but what do you do after? Almost. That? Well, Hopefully, well, after there's something that. enough's got on him. Enough good stuff has got on him there. Hopefully, some of the stuff rubs off on him. I know. I see. I think right? MVP is something you'd keep for a long Forever. time. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, so this tonight, the crowd chanting at Riddick Moss, who are you? That's your 24-7 champion who beat Ricochet, who was one of the fastest rising, came in one of the hottest debuts, hottest debut runs for like a year on the main roster. Yes. Yeah, I mean, WWE right now, they just seem so disorganized. Like they had a up until two weeks ago, they had a men's elimination chamber match that got dropped. There's no. Uh, I mean, now they have a tag team elimination match, but they got rid of the men's elimination chamber match. They had Lacey Evans talking about how she's going to win the women's uh, elimination chamber match. She's not even in it. She's not in it. No. I thought there was a SmackDown women's. There yeah. is, but she's not in it. Right? Why? Why? I don't think so. Hold on. Oh, please tell me she is. But, Rush, with WWE, like, we won't know the full card till the day of the pay-per-view, the way right, they've been doing it. Which is this Sunday. So that this organization, though, even if she's not announced yet and isn't announced until the day before, let's say, she shouldn't be talking about it is what he's saying, too. That's right, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, like, by the way, we're not telling anybody you're in it for, like, another week. So, like, don't say nothing. Yeah. I want to just acknowledge this. Tuan Mac has a point. They don't push Ricochet and Cedric because they don't do what New Day and Street Truth and Street Profits do. I think there's a little something to that. I mean, we've talked about this before. Vince has a very comfortable idea of what he thinks an African American performer should be. Laugh. Yeah. Am yeah. I wrong? I mean, because no, the no. way he just wrote is literally that. Yeah. And he's not wrong with what he just wrote. I mean, I never thought yeah. of it. I swear to Christ, that never. I it probably should have crossed my mind, but it didn't until he just wrote that, and it just went. Yes. Light bulb just hit. Or Vince might be like, "Hey, uh, is there anyone uh, who has a wife on the roster that Ricochet can seduce? Because that worked really well for Bobby." <laughs> Poor Bobby. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I, I feel like we should pour a little out for Ricochet tonight. Uh, this is not going well. I hope there is a comeback. Um. But yes, maybe this was a test. He did not seem happy tonight. AJ style AJ Styles was Ricochet could be such a money, 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 money match. Yeah, they did. They did. Remember, they had like a feud yeah. for like three weeks and traded the U.S. title yeah. back and forth, and yeah, and just dropped it. But yeah, again, it's it's hard to find good long term storytelling. I mean, you've had Team Owens versus Team Rollins, but that hasn't been good storytelling. Uh, That's just it, guys it, trading wins. We were being very polite earlier because we're so excited about. Street Profits winning the tag titles. If we really, if there was no tag switch, a title switch in that, we would be griping about and bitching and moaning, which we should be, about the 35 guys that were involved in that tag match. Yeah. Mm. Guys standing out on the on the, the ramp the whole time. It, it takes the focus from us to them instead of focusing on the in ring action and the talents in the ring telling their story. Mm hmm. So now when Glenn, you're like, oh, this is a really good match. Honestly, my eyes weren't always on it. I kept thinking like, okay, here's where they're going to come and screw them, you know? And it took my attention a little bit away.
away from the actual in-ring action. When they gave the stipulation that if they lost tonight, they can never challenge for the never tag team titles, I think that's, to me, where I was like, well, they're winning. Like, they're not going to... Well, isn't it also weird that they did that? I mean, given AEW... I, I mean, I know that's not like... it was. That wasn't an original AEW stip, but it does seem... Like, that's not a common stipulation. For WWE, right? That's yeah. not very common. No, but, I mean, they've done stuff like that in the past where they're like, this is sure. the last time Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to wrestle, and then they're wrestling, like, a, you know, a few weeks later. Uh, yeah, but uh, specifically can never challenge for the titles. That is a very I, I, weird I, I, stipulation they, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so tonight, good for them, bad for Ricochet. We'll see what happens. Uh, Peter Bahi with the super chat, which WWE was focused on wins and losses. Hate the 50 50. D man. We'll talk about this. It's really made Becky look like the heel tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, no, I think uh, this wasn't, there were some things I didn't like about this episode, but the, all in all, this was not a bad episode of raw. I, this I thought the end and we'll get to it, but I thought yeah. the end made it a, a really good episode. That was one again, the stuff with Orton, it's the best he's, I think he's, <clears throat> we'll get to it, but it's the best in his career. So tonight, uh, Alistair black wrestles, Carl Anderson. Oh no, you're wrestling Luke Gallows. Oh no, you're wrestling AJ styles. Uh, one over Carl. Well, let's talk about the AJ. Yeah. promo. He did that promo Please. first. Uh, yes. Basically teasing the Undertaker. the Undertaker. Oh, yes. Mark Wahlberg made an appearance. How can we forget Marky Mark, Mark showing yeah. up on Raw by video videotape? Who's promoting some movie? I hadn't even heard of this movie that he's promoting. But uh, yeah, so while they were doing movie junkets, he, he cut a little promo about AJ getting beat by Undertaker. So. Wait a second. I'm sorry. What was the point of this, though? Like, we know he's wrestling Undertaker. Like, why are they pretending that they're not going to go to this match? I don't know. It's like, it's like Shayna and Becky. Like, why are they pretending that Shayna has to win the Elimination Chamber when they've already done uh, the build yeah. for Shayna and Becky, and everyone knows her neck. Once you go there, you know, hello, they've got to they, they have to fight. Yeah. Um. Wait, Rush. How don't you remember Spencer for Hire from the '80s with Robert Urich and a man called Hawk? Oh, is that what it is, Spencer? Yeah, it's for a Hire? remake of that. Oh, I, I just saw Spencer. I didn't wow. Yeah. So it's based on the books in the TV They're running show. out of stuff to remake. Yeah. I have not thought about that show. Good Lord. Yeah. They have, maybe they will do a Silver Spoons uh, reboot here. Could happen. Ricky Schroeder's got nothing going on. Yeah. Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, so he needs the work. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so uh, the stipulation say, how did this work with uh, the contract? The way they did this? It's also he said weird. you didn't read the contract. You got a first face. You know, Carl Anderson. Then Luke. Yes, it's basically a way to drag this match out. This whole segment lasted, I think, well over half an hour. It was really long. That's where I sort of zoned out. Uh, where was Sami Zayn to negotiate Alistair Black's contract mm. after Friday night? It, it, it just, um, obviously, just to tell the fans at home, uh, he was able to beat Carl Anderson. He was able to beat Luke, right? And then he lost to AJ. Yes, his first singles loss on TV, like in forever. It's, I didn't like this. Yeah. I didn't. It was cool seeing him come down to the ring though when his music hit and the mm -hmm. fans reacting to him. So the the pushing of him and how they booked him has been obviously been working. Why would you put him in any situation to have him in a, any losing situation? Continue to jump him backstage or something. If you have to have him on, you have to have him on the cell, which I still don't get why he needs to be on the cell. Oh, we're building him for Undertaker. Yeah, I, I agree. I you know the fact that he hasn't lost yet on the main roster, he hasn't been pinned, and then just just do it on Raw. I, so they just announced that it's going to be Aleister Black versus AJ Styles in a no DQ match at Elimination Chamber, which means it's probably going to be AJ beating Aleister again this Sunday. This so, is so stupid. Yeah, just there's so Let's many guys you can beat right now. Keep him away from from AJ till he's AJ's done with Undertaker. Exactly. Yeah, Alistair. When you've gone that long without beating him, why just do it like this? I feel like it should be something big when you do it. I don't get it. I don't know, I know why. The thing they're protecting him because you know he had to wrestle two other guys and and then he got beat. But once you see someone get get beat, it just kind of takes the wind out of their sails a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I don't feel like there was that much wind in Alistair Sales with the way it's been going. I like he was, he was building steam. I mean, he wasn't at that superstar level, but I think he was starting to build some steam. 
Kevin Landry saying the Undertaker needs to point to the sign. See, Undertaker wouldn't do that, and they had Bray, the fiend, pointing yes. at the sign. Was... Justin saying AJ and Alistair could be big money if done right. Um, yeah, I think that if done right is if done right key. Is, is where it all falls apart. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. If they if they were to give it, I mean, man, I, I look at this Orton uh, Edge stuff, and if they were to able to do this more often with other talents and and some of the younger guys, man, it would be uh, it'd be a different company. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, just tonight, but still, tonight was a better episode. So I'm curious where this is going. Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot tonight. Uh, the big takeaway from this i mean sarah logan was the guest referee uh logan and ruby were arguing ruby shoved logan lig Liv took advantage of that rolled ruby up and then uh sarah logan attacked both of them after yeah i mean they're all the three of them are in the elimination chamber match so so at least gives it a bit of a story i mean look shayna we know shayna is winning that match yeah this is something to distract us from the fact shayna is winning that match yeah, a little little sideshow, but um, a side quest, as they would say in a video game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I I, I I like Liv. I think she's got a ton of potential, but I just could not care about this match. I, I had a hard time. Doing the it. fans didn't care about this match. Did you hear them? They only cared at the end when they got in the, um, the 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 face of the ref. Mm-hmm. It's the only time they reacted at all in the match. Yeah. This could be a real storyline, but I think Elimination Chamber will probably be it for a while on it. Um, I got a weird... Liv and Lana is completely forgotten about. You don't take two towns that that have been off TV for extended periods of time when they were a C act at best as a group. And people mm, weren't even that big of a deal. Thought it was that big of a deal. And then they take all these months off from TV. Then you have them come back and face each other. That's the definition of cold versus cold. That's that doesn't do any of them any favor. Either of them favors. Yeah, this wasn't exactly the mega powers exploding. It was. Uh... No, it was. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who are these two? Wait, they, they tagged when? Right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I remember. Um, yeah, it's it hasn't been front of mind as it were. Right. Um. D-Man, just while we get a little sidetracked, but D-Man's asking, what do you think of Cole versus Dream at WrestleMania? Buy, I'll buy, buy crazy stock in that. Well, the, they're supposedly not doing any more NXT matches at WrestleMania, so it would be okay. a takeover. And tonight someone tweeted at, this at us. Did they confirm tonight WrestleMania will be on the WWE Network? I think Let's it was that. mentioned in Paul's promo at the beginning, but that could have just... And, you know, as of right now, I'm sure that is the plan until something happens. But it's easy to be like... Ah, it's not happening on the network now. So, um, you know, w- once that deal is signed, we'll see. But I would guess whatever deal they signed, they would want WrestleMania to start it off on a bang. Because they're going to be paying big money for it. Yeah, it does seem like the logical one to go. Um, so, tonight, we got a big, big reveal. A mystery finally solved. No way Jose asked nicely, and Eric Rowan showed him what was in the cage. That was all it took. <laughs> Which I liked that being the like setup for the resolution. I thought that was, Matt, you're going to hate this. It was cute. It was a cute and clever little way to pay off the storyline. But then when he pulled out the rubber tarantula that looked like it came from the dollar store, I just started thinking, you know, that anonymous raw GM angle wasn't that bad of a reveal in comparison to this. They didn't have to make a reveal. They didn't have to do it. When your reveal is in a backstage segment with No Way Jose, that's uh, (laughs) (laughs) just uh, everything you need to know. Matt Velasquez saying, how is No Way Jose getting more screen time than EC3? Isn't EC3 injured? Um, I think he is right now, but it wouldn't matter anyway. It's not like they'd use him (laughs) for squashes. Michael Manessi's saying, it wasn't real, question mark. Keeping kayfabe alive. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, reveals like that. I, I, I tweeted this. It reminds me of why, you know, my friends don't watch wrestling anymore. This is not uh, who is the third man stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't even want to waste my breath complaining about this. Please don't. Yeah, it was just lame. Uh, Kari Sane versus Shayna Baszler. 
tonight with Becky Lynch on commentary, Becky wearing a crown, being okay. perhaps a little heelish. What did you think, think of that? So. Man? I thought she was yeah. pretty funny. Um, but um, that match was freaking awesome. It was good. I really, really dug this match. Yeah, some people were saying because uh, Becky came out, she was wearing this robe, kind of is very kind of Conor McGregorish, these sunglasses. Um, yeah. Some people were pointing out that it kind of seemed like they're doing the Rocky Three storyline, where the champ is kind of uh, cocky and you know kind of protected, and then you got the hungry challenger where Shayna Baszler is like clever Lang. Are if they are doing that, they need to be careful because mm-hmm. Becky organically got over. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can do when you, somebody organically gets over as a baby face is give them a reason not to cheer for you anymore. It's like the worst you can do because they feel like they made her. Yeah. Tammy's saying hard. Becky's annoying now. I a am seeing people, a lot people, of people saying that. Yeah, that it's a little what's crazy uh, is in real life that girl she's so humble. It's like it's not even funny. Which kind of tells you she's playing this character well. Uh, you know, she's yeah, like I'm telling you, she's so humble. But Shayna's ne I mean, Shayna will never be the baby face in any match. No, that's why I that th- there's no payoff to it. Like I don't yeah. get why they would even bother doing this with her. Because again, people pay money to go cheer Becky Lynch, buy her T-shirt, the whole nine. She's got it made. She's done the hardest part of well, climbing Shana, Mount Everest. You have Shayna destroy Becky, and then you got a, Becky turns to Charlotte to get the Eye of the Tiger back, and Charlotte trains Becky. <laughs> <laughs> See, King Kia, the last thing is more like Creed and Drago in Rocky Four. Maybe Shayna just comes out and decimates her. Oof. I don't know. But why Rocky Three? It's the second worst Rocky film. What? Rocky Three was awesome. With oh. no, he got too fat. He became a fat cat. Don't you remember? Yes, Rocky it's the second fat cat. worst. He robot in the okay rank. No, rank. No, that's four. Rocky that's four. four was there with the robot. Rocky Three was with Hulk Hogan and yeah. Mr. T. I'm just saying of the films. Okay, I mean, how would you rank the Rocky movies? I would say Rocky Two, Rocky One, Rocky Balboa, Rocky Four, Rocky Three, Rocky Five. Uh, for me, it's Rocky Four. Drago is the best or worse. My favorite. Yeah, see, I love Rocky Four too. I and thought, the soundtrack was insanely good. I thought one through four were great. I didn't hate five as much as everyone else did. And then no, I liked six the and all Duke, the rest were great. Tommy Duke Morris, I thought was going to be the real deal. Yeah, and I love that storyline. I thought that'd be a great yeah. wrestling storyline where, the, you know, the he trains the student, the student turns on him. I think yeah. if you did it right, it could be huge. Yeah. Rocky Balboa is probably one of my favorite films of the last 20 years. It was awesome. So good. Mm-hmm. Much better than it had any reason to. But no, I think you're right, though. There, there are things they could draw from this, because how do you tell a compelling story when someone is the champion? It's the biggest challenge in all of wrestling, right? You've come to the top of the mountain. What do you do from there? Yeah. Well, a girl bit you in the neck. So for <laughs> starters, you should be pissed off. Yeah. You shouldn't be, you know. Shouldn't be wearing should, a crown. <laughs> that should be enough to be livid. And security needs, but see, they've done that so many times with her, where she does get livid, get, does get pissed. Drives off in an ambulance, takes security to hold her back. They've done that with her ad nauseum. So is it true, I Becky? Had, I don't listen. I don't think she needed to be on the show tonight. Quite frankly, yeah. I think it should have just been a showcase to continue to build this. This I want to call her young up and coming heel, but this new to the raw audience heel um, as dominant for a while until Becky comes back on. Freddie's saying the Rocky Four soundtrack is great in the gym. He is right. Yes, it is. I used to Fantastic. listen to that all the time. Big like Frank Stallone fan, all the songs he got in the Rocky soundtracks. Uh, Rocky three was mostly Survivor. Yeah, true. I mean, Rocky Hearts on Fire. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Frank Stallone. When I was a child, remember Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Frank Stallone had that Far From Over song. That song's mm-hmm. badass. You know it if you heard it. Staple of my youth. Anyhow, uh, enough about Frank Stallone. Uh, we're the only people on a podcast to mention Frank Stallone in the year 2020, but. Uh, with Becky, is it true she's taking time off, as the chat room is saying, after Mania? I doubt it. Good for her if she does. Yeah. She does. She's got it that way. That'd be great. I'm good on her. Yeah. And that I could see that, right? Shanna gets the upper hand, that's destroys a, her. Man, that'd be a great if you know, if, if she is, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, and SummerSlam's yeah. the rematch. Do like a Brock Lesnar John Cena thing where you know, Lesnar just destroyed Cena and it was just uncomfortable and it wasn't like a the ricochet squash, but it was it was, you know, like a brutal one sided match that was still really entertaining. What? How, how can you even put that on? 
Well, I think there's an argument uh, that over the top is better than at least okay, one of the rock movies. On. There's no at way. least one. It's better I than at least one. Over the top, to be clear. Same loved here. it. Okay. Me I also love Rambo too. It's still <laughs> not better than Rocky. No. Jeez. Well, agree to disagree. We can't even do that. No. Rocky is the most proverbial. No, I'm saying good one of the Rocky films. Up I, from nothing, good guy stories of all time, of any movie genre. That's what it's viewed as. Yes, I agree. But I'm saying I like, I'd rather watch Over the Top right now than Rocky Five. If because I could. Uh, Want to know why? Because one is so amazingly good that it's on every damn cable channel known to man and overplayed and oversaturated. I've seen one and two a million Over times. Over the Top you want to see because you haven't seen it in a while. It's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow. So much, so much to unpack. Grizzly, John Grizzly Adams, remember him? <laughs> Wait, he was the guy, the guy with like the rolls of neck fat that he they can't know the camouflage tank top. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there were a lot of arm wrestling. Why wasn't arm wrestling more of a big thing? Scott Norton was in that. Yeah, was he really? Yes. The town I live in used to be the wrist wrestling capital of the world. Like, why arm wrestling never caught on? It's Have very you watched arm wrestling? <laughs> i just always thought growing up watching movies and tv didn't you think at some point you were going to have to arm wrestle for something important or meaningful in your life like that would be a pivotal moment no no really didn't grow up I, I have a list of things as a child i thought i would encounter in adulthood like i thought i would have to jump my car dukes of hazard style at some point in my life <laughs> I, I thought i would have to go undercover at some point and more, I was not, wouldn't be afraid of being found out I was undercover. I'd be afraid of falling in love with somebody. And then when they found out I was undercover, having to say everything else was a lie, but you and me are real, baby. I meant every word of that. These are the things that, like, I was nervous about as a kid. That's what I thought adulthood was going to be. I've been horribly let down by all of this. Watching Glenn Rubenstein, or Rubenstein, depending on how he's saying it tonight, um, <laughs> Saying the word baby was worth the uh, price of admission alone for this evening. He's, he's podcast, ready for that blue chew popping tonight. This is why you need to watch the show here, folks. <laughs> At 44, these are the things that are on my mind. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Umberto Carrillo. Oh, well, we talked about Shayna winning. Ooh. After that, she went back and uh, beat up uh, Kari Sane some more. Yes. Really cool. Um, Oscar with another great promo before this match. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of these Oscar promos. Yes, she's crushing it, crushing it. Like yeah, so, no, uh, not enough people are talking about it. Yeah, like taking, you know, taking something and, and yes. just making the the most out of it by far. Like really util, utilizing those minutes as you always. Uh, Definitely, she's killing it, man. Um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, oh, why did Humberto look like six foot eight? <laughs> I didn't recognize that as Humberto at first. I was like, holy crap, is that Dominic? The, what? Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's Humberto. I'm like, huh? I was like, Ray, that's a weird angle because he looks like six foot five in that, in that shot <laughs> next to Ray. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had tonight Ray Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo versus Angel Garza and a returning Andrade. Did I see that right? Andrade showed up at, uh, what do you call it, this weekend? Um, or Thursday, that show? Yeah, yeah Super what Showdown. Was he? he was just quickly taken out of that gauntlet match. Oh, gotcha. Was he announced that he was coming back on that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyways, um, what do you think of this match? It's good. It's good. I just think it's starting to get redundant, which I don't know. Has Mysterio done a match with these guys yet? That, that, or was that the first one? I feel like tonight was the culmination of all the different configurations they've done thus far. Of yeah, taking every Hispanic wrestler and freaking you want to talk about pigeonholing. It's right. effed up. In the year 2020, like you, you got Ray Mysterio. You can be spreading them onto other maps. Like me, I would have killed to have worked the guy that knows Lucha Libre to make my matches a little more exciting to create action yeah. and create movement for me. Um you you want to spread that. You don't want to just corner it all in one little box and keep it in one segment. Sometimes, yeah, that's cool, right? Like, like, like I just said, AJ versus uh, Ricochet earlier. Um, just that the high athletic style of wrestling, I, I get it. But um, this is just way too specific. It's weird. David York saying, push Garza to the freaking moon. Amazing money. He, he is pretty damn amazing. He is. Yeah, I think if you could. Yeah, I agree with you guys. You, you don't have to have all your Latino <laughs> wrestlers in the same segment every week. And they hang out backstage together too, apparently. Yeah. 
Look, that's all granted, the, like, most of these guys are close, but uh, I mean, but they're close with everybody. Like, right. like AJ's in there with like the just I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, uh, King uh, Kia lost. Whatever, asking if it, King Kia the Lost was asking. This was the blowoff, right? It did kind of seem like it. Like this yeah. might be it, but let's hope know, so. Let's WWE hope they can run stuff to the ground. I mean, the match was good, but we again we've seen some version of this match for so long. Let me ask you a question. What would you think they would never do it? But like, I think Garza could have gone against a John Cena. Wow, I know that's a huge statement to make and pulling out of my butt with that one, but. I mean, think about it. If you want to make some money out of all these talents that I could tell Vince and knowing Vince is trying them out as we speak and just like putting them all out there and seeing which shiny toy he's going to like the most this week, I still feel between Garza and Humberto. I, I feel it when I watch the show. Like Vince, he sees something there and he's still trying to determine which of these two he really is going to be the one he's going to take and do something with. I personally think believability Garza is the best. He yeah. believes he's the shit, and he'd be he'd work really good with with someone like Cena, and he'd be made immediately. <laughs> <laughs> James Riley saying Cena isn't Latino, so that won't happen. No, it won't. I but Juan Cena, Juan Cena could certainly be in that match. <laughs> yes, Kevin Landry. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah it's and it's. Kevin Landry saying is honestly kind of racist. It I is. mean, it's just, it's it's like the lazy form of it of like, yeah. well, put all these guys in a match together. Right. It's like I when mean, they put uh, our truth and attacking with Xavier Woods or Kofi Kingston. But, they but did like, also. in this, but but there's also not just the the Hispanic portion of uh, part of this that's effed up, right? That they're only being around other wrestling other Hispanics. It's the lucha libre aspect of it as well. The style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Why would you not want to like? spread that out amongst your roster of other talents that don't wrestle that style. So it then sticks out even more. It doesn't stick. Like for instance, if you put me in the ring with five other guys that are six foot 10, six foot 11, seven feet, it ain't going to mean F all. Right. That would be kind of a cluster of a match, but I would enjoy <clears throat> watching it just for that reason. Uh, but so that's the thing. It's, it's about, stick out. Yeah, it's about balance. And I think the thing, it's like, this is just, it's segregation is just keeping them. Uh, it's not racist. It's stereotypical. Yeah, well, I mean, not not for me to say what is or isn't. But yes, it is It is a form of uh, prejudice, weird. I guess. It's super, it's super weird. And I shouldn't be thinking of those things watching wrestling. It is making me think those things watching wrestling. And so. even with Zelina being involved, it is. I mean, is there... A... Well, that she should be though. She no, no, no. Be. But She's here's awesome. my question: Is there a person of uh, of Latinx or Hispanic origin on the roster who is not grouped in with this? Because literally, if it's like everybody Lucha of that party. descent, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> who? There you go. Lucha house party. Yeah, they're having a house party back in catering. Yeah. Dude, they're the next like group that's going to be thrown into this segment. <laughs> yeah, not yet. I guess we should say yeah, they're, they're holding them <laughs> off for whoever comes out of this. Uh, Tammy, good point. Ricochet could be feuding with one of them instead of losing a 24-7 match. Absolutely, yes. man. Uh, really Angel good. Garza and Ricochet? How oh. awesome would that be? Oh, my God. There you go. There's a good one. Turn Ricochet heel and have him with Ray. That could be a great series of matches. Good storyline. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot they could do. Um, so Ray Mysterio and Umberto Carrillo won that. Uh, Carrillo got the moonsault on Andrade for the pin and the win. Welcome back, yeah. Andrade. Yes. And then... Beth Phoenix coming out to the ring. Mm-hmm. Takes the mic, says she appreciates this time on Raw. She's giving a medical update on Edge. And before she can continue, Randy Orton comes out, goes to hug Beth. She backs away. Orton offers his hand for a shake. She stares him down. Beth calls him a son of a bitch. She says she wouldn't hug him or shake his hand after what he did to her husband. Um, and yeah, she says, you know, she's here as a wife. She, uh, she needs her husband. She's here as a mother because the kids need their father. She goes on. Orton steps down to the mat, sizes her up. And then uh, Orton admits he owes her an explanation. Says he recalls this long story. This like actually, yeah, I mean, if this, this couldn't have been scripted, but regardless, like, credit to Randy Orton. I know he does not have the reputation as being like Mr. 110%. But Matt, what, I mean, what's the longest promo you ever had to do with it? Was it anywhere near this? 20 a 20 minute promo wow where, where you're just talking and not going back and forth no no including going back and forth. oh yeah yeah like just he was like straight talking like uh 
doing a soliloquy basically yeah so in this i might have gotten a little lost about what the reason was i don't think we need to recap the entire story but started with a live event back in 1999 he sets the tone. His father took him to an event to meet some of the WWE agents because Orton was 19, wanted to break into the business. Orton says he was just a fan. Ed shook his uh, father's hand, was introduced to Edge. Edge told him maybe someday they could work together. Talks about Here, working I'll against just, them. I'll just break it down. Yes. He basically talks about how close him, him and Edge got, uh, how he considers Edge to be like a brother. And then when he saw Edge coming back at the Royal Rumble... Uh, he thought it was a one-off, and then when Edge came out the next night, he knew that Edge is trying to come back to wrestle, and so he wanted to take him out because he knew someone else would step up and do it, and he cares about Edge like a brother, doesn't want to see him re-injured, so he took him out doing what's best for him and keeping him out of the square yes. circle. And called Beth an enabler. Yeah. He, he interesting. You got to admit, this was an interesting take that I would not have predicted. Yeah, I thought it was great. This was the first explanation that they've given in – forever that i can think of forget just that but that actually exceeded right what i told you guys a while back that might just be better off don't tell us let us all have our own thoughts as to why he did what he did you can't go wrong with that we all have our own creativity and what we come up with our heads on why randy did what he did he just doesn't ever have to explain it yeah maybe better off no we wouldn't be better off because this none of us would have thought of Mm -hmm. this was really good yeah Said he attacked Edge, uh, came you 94, attacked Edge because he didn't want someone else to attack him worse. Or get hurt worse. But yeah. 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 It's one of those your friend trying to step in and do what's best for you, yes. but doing it in yeah, a but... totally jacked up way. No, it, 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 that's what makes sense, though. Like somebody said it early on when we started the podcast. That's what's great about this. He has legitimacy to that. Like that's his own and his own effed up world. He thinks he's right. Right. When you have a heel that does that, it's money. Yeah. Because he he can't talk Edge out of not you know not coming back, so this was the only way he can stop him. I, I really really liked this. I thought it was I thought it was great. Me too. It's inventive. I don't know that it's realistic, but for storytelling purposes, it works. It's like uh, like in a Randy's movie. A, Randy's effed up. He, yeah. He's so screwed up yeah. in his head. It's totally something that's part for the course for this nut job. Well, it's like uh, in the movies, you know, like uh, your friend's going to commit a crime and you rat him out to the police so he gets busted the first time because, you know, if he keeps going and gets away with it, the stakes will get higher. The punishments will get worse. There is a weird sort of logic in Mm -hmm. that. No, it it totally makes sense. Listen, to the little bit of us that like, he's full of shit. Come on. Yes. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't. Did you see what I'm saying? That's what makes that. Therein lies the heat. Yeah. And Beth slapped him. Yeah, uh, some of the crowd was chanting RKO before she slapped yeah, him. I mean, These fans are starting to really piss me off with that stuff, man. They like, did it to Matt Hardy last time. What is wrong with you people? I, I, we're, we're putting Randy over. We're loving his storyline for the first time in a while, right? I get it. I'm with I'm with you guys. But you don't want – these are talents that are bringing him back. They haven't been back in a while. They love what they do. You know, It, it almost sounded to me like the crowd, right. the guys that were chanting it, we're doing a cutesy way, not thinking he was really going to do it. Because <laughs> when he did it, it seemed like it was total shock. It didn't seem like Who a, a portion of the fans were cheering. see that coming. Come on. You didn't think he was eating an RKO tonight? As soon as I heard she was making an announcement and she was in the ring, I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Orton called her a bitch. Beth kicked him in the gut. And he hit her back with an RKO right in the middle like of instant. the ring. Yeah. Um Here's the thing, folks. If you go and see Leonard Skinner in concert, you don't need to yell for them to play Freebird. They're going to play Freebird. Randy Orton will always do the RKO. You don't need to chant for it. And yeah, P.S., he's also the bad guy. Um, And you have fan favorites like for years, for years, that were some of your favorites. Why would you want to like crap? Like, I go back to Matt Hardy again. Knowing he may not come back to WWE, he's done. Why would you want to crap on him? I don't get it. Yeah, and I also think because because WWE... we're cheering for the bad guy, isn't it so edgy? We're chanting for the bad guy. Are we cool? <laughs> no, we are not. Nineteen ninety-eight called, and they want their shit back. <laughs> it was cool then. Yeah. Yes. So there you have it. <laughs> this was an all right episode of Raw. There were some things I didn't like, but overall. I was I was sports entertained. Strong opening, strong finish. We gotta give him credit on that. That was a very good bookended show. I thought very good bookended show. I thought that the ending segment, these Randy Orton segments, are the best segments of the year uh, on on WWE television. So stuff with Matt Hardy, awesome. stuff with Edge, and then this tonight. 
that's good for us. High praise. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I think this is Randy's best work that he's done. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yes. So he went in and out on the stuff with AJ. He was yeah. going in and out. He was feeling that. I know he was. Yeah. But he didn't get as much layers to the storyline like this one. And it wasn't allowed to get as heated like like this. Yes. Like, this is yes. this is unlike a WWE angle in in a long time. Yeah. So, what is going on? So with... Mark Mark asking us. I said earlier, why can't they do more angles like this? They're pro, they're probably ways they can do it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you could do this with more young talent, you would have more stars. If you could do stuff like this, not Lashley Lana, or if you did something like that, make it heated, make it. I was going to say, yeah, they could with Lashley and Lana. They totally could have the good yeah. direction, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, if they made it dark and I don't know, violent and I don't know, just more hard hitting, I guess. Uh, Rusev coming, but that's half the problem, right? Are they going to resign Rusev? Are they not? Do they know whether to invest in it? Then, if you don't know, then you don't do the storyline. Right. If you're going to go to the storyline, you got to go all the way in, and you got to have Rusev beat the, the just the snot out of Bobby. Yeah. Like it's just a vicious attack, not in the ring. I mean, somewhere just where it's just vicious looking and real looking. Yeah. Um, because when we get that opportunity to see those real emotions on these these characters' faces and their body language, and it sucks us all in. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get that with that stuff with Bobby and Lana and Rusev, I felt. Sometimes, every once in a while we did, but Matt, they put him through the back of the stage. Don't you remember? That was pretty cool. It was a little mm-hmm. too gimmicky, a little too set up, but something raw, like what this is with Randy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yes, and Neo Akira pointing it out, $2 Super Chat, a raw you actually liked. I think this is the first time we've been unanimous on an episode of Raw in quite some time. I, You know, I, so far this year, I think I've liked more Raws than disliked. I don't know. I, I'm just going to put it this way for those Raw haters out there to give you something to go home with. Raw was here. AEW Revolution was way up here. <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying this is A pluses or anything. Tonight's episode, I'm saying it was very well done on the bookend. I did like the progression. Well, there was a tag championship switch, which we liked. There was the I love the women's um, single match. Actually, I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Montgomery saying so. Rod, is Survivor Series coming to Dallas in November? It is. Yep. Why is that written in red? Real quick. Why is that written in red? I don't know. I think it's different dollar amounts of different colors. And you know, uh, Raj. A599 to come back and answer that question for us, Wayne Montgomery. <laughs> why, why is that written in red? Um, and I think you could do stuff. I think you can actually set the colors, Raj. I think you can also give like titles to different levels of things. Like we should mess around with this when we have one of those imaginary free moments. Huh. <laughs> one of those? Yes, one of those. <laughs> uh, so what's up with Matt Hardy? Uh, yeah, his contract expired. Uh, it expired last night at midnight, um, so March 1st, and he is now a free agent. He said, this is what happened as of this current time. I've decided to let my contract with WWE expire. I'm going to become a free agent, and that's not saying I'm never going to return to WWE. He said it's time for him to take a break and become a free agent, and uh, basically saying he left WWE. He didn't renew because of creative differences, and he wanted to do more, so... You want to have a little bit of creative control, a little bit of it within his character, which is understandable. Um, well, you saw how hot it was, right? He's super creative. If this was like me or you guys, or some, I can understand. Okay, no, you don't get creative control. You haven't proven anything to us yet for you to be able to have creative control, Matt. I can understand that. But Matt Harding, I think he's kind of proven it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a great thought guy. He's a dude that you want back there because these guys are getting his advice for free. But usually companies will have to pay somebody like that to come in and help their creative team or do help with writing and help with scripts and, 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 and promos especially and character ideas. That's where Matt's really good, character ideas for other people. Like you're getting that for free on top of having the guy go out there and, oh, yeah, get one of the loudest reactions generally. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you not just like give it to him? But, you know, kudos to him because he, 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 does, he does have that love for the business. And I remember early on in his career – People used to say, like, oh, you're such a mark for himself and blah, 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 blah. That's not being a mark for yourself. That's putting you love what you do so much and you believe in yourself so damn much 
that you're willing to, you know, step aside for a payday to go be happy somewhere. I, I did it with TNA and WWE for the longest time. I had three opportunities to go back to WWE in between my deals with TNA there, honestly. And I was more, I was content with TNA. They used me better. I had some de- little bit of input on how I was uh, booked as far as my character went, I should say. And I loved working with everybody there. And it was a 20-minute drive from my house. It was a good deal until one day it wasn't a good deal. And I was there too long. I've been on the fifth. At the time when I retired, I was on the fifth most TV appearance matches of all time of Impact, which is ridiculous for a seven-foot monster, P.S. It was time to go. And that was different. But there's something to be said for a guy. You should. We should be happy. We should be not happy, but what's the word? Congratulate in or, or, or being positive around somebody like that that loves the business that much, wants to continue to contribute, and isn't just going to be a sucker sellout just to go get a quick payday for just to shut up. You know what I mean? For two or three years, instead he wants to go help contribute to something else. Yeah. And whoever gets him in that locker room is going to be better for it. Yeah. And we saw last time. I mean, he had created like the hottest character uh, outside brother, of WWE. And even for his brother, Jeff's was different. Finally, Jeff's was, you know, Jeff doesn't have to be different. Jeff Hardy's Jeff Hardy, right? right? He didn't need another character. But even that new character he did was over. Yeah. And so he wasn't released. His contract expired. So he's no, free he tomorrow if he wants to. He can show up yes. at AEW in yes, Denver this Wednesday. So, But I liked how he did it, Raj. He left the door open because mm-hmm. that's he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He he needs to he deserves it, and they need to go. Him and Jeff need to go back the right, you know, yeah. and get that opportunity again when it comes. He did it perfectly, I thought, on how he left. Absolutely, yeah. He's classy with it. Very classy. Ripping the company or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big fan. I can't. I'm I'm pretty excited to see what he comes up with. It'll be an interesting month. You got Hardy's yeah. contract. He's a free agent now. Luke Harper. Uh, he should be completely free in a week or two, and. Basically, wow. when that blood and gut show, that dynamite show, uh, he, he he could show up on that. Here's the thing with that: why they signed Vance Archer, or Lance Archer, or whatever? Yeah, do you think that hurts the chances of them signing what's his name? I think they, I think Harper is pretty much going because um, hmm. they're so. the same size, same build. Yeah, I think they just have to maybe keep them apart, doing different things. I hope they do. Yeah, you don't want to have too many big guys, I guess, because then they don't—they're not as special. But right, uh, they have very few right now. So, well, we shall see. Uh, what about on being the elite today? The box. I watched it. Stoking. Uh, what they were getting a call from from Matt North Hardy's Carolina. area code. Yeah. And what, what did they answer the phone? Said, "Oh, hey, it's been a, been a while since we talked." Yeah, I didn't see the area code part though. Yeah, I guess it showed up, and then somebody looked it up, and it was... Oh, I missed like, that. Hardy yeah. I had no clue what they were talking about, where they were going. But they're also master trolls, though. I mean, look at that. Yeah, they oh, were doing that with Marty Skrull, too, teasing yeah. him coming. But That was pretty funny. It was Marty Gennetti. Stop laughing at that. Yeah, Jeff Hardy's going to be on backstage tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Wait, hang on. In the rest of the episode, Kenny Omega had to go back and unsign Marty Gennetti. <laughs> For $400,000. <laughs> I, I did not see that one. I heard about it. But pop it. Um, <laughs> can we talk about the Tampa story, Poor Raj? Marty Tanetti. Is there nothing wrong? What did he do wrong to deserve that? <laughs> That's a, I, I'm sure Marty got a kick out of it. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, in Tampa, WrestleMania, obviously the big talk uh, in the country, the world right now is the coronavirus and um yeah there are two cases in tampa just hit florida uh these were the first cases in florida so uh the the governor he issued an executive order over the weekend uh, directing the surgeon general of the state to declare a public health emergency after two people tested presumptively positive for the virus in the tampa bay area and tampa bay obviously uh the site for wrestlemania coming up here in a you know six weeks or whatever we're at uh so yeah scary it's scary stuff right now it is we'll be fine yeah. <laughs> although i would recommend if you haven't booked your travel plans yet get the travel insurance just in case you can I get your flu plans. shots right isn't that another way to or no uh it, but the flu shot will fight off the flu which will help your immune system and make you less Strength vulnerable right. yeah i mean it's look you know, this is still, I think the next couple of weeks are going to be critical, but for right now, everything is still set to go. I'm still planning to come out there to Tampa. We're going to do the meetup at Rick's on the river. 
Uh, Matt, I got tickets. Um, Josh Sewell uh, is talking my language, but go ahead. What? No, no, Josh and I agree. Pointing out it's a it's only a two percent fatality rate. Oh, so. Oh. Yes. No. I mean, I don't, let's not get into the whole thing, but right. yes, wash your hands. But the, yes. if you didn't hear that part on the news, you would think that you get it, you die. It's, you know, that is definitely not the case. Yes. But you can get it and be, make a recovery. People have recovered, but it's the, I think what's freaking people out is people who have had unknown contact or getting it and passing it without even knowing they have it. Like right. it's still early days. So I think it's, look, it's always good to be aware. And like I said, yeah. for peace of mind, spend a couple bucks, get travel insurance in case something happens. And yeah. Hands. Yeah. Hey, you know, and there, oh, by the way, if uh, your local store sold out of hand sanitizer, because people are already panic buying, uh, there are recipes online to make your own. It is exceptionally simple to do with like three ingredients. Highly recommend that. Uh, I'm going to just be bathing in this stuff the entire time I'm in Tampa. Should be fantastic. <laughs> what a sight to see. Uh, anyhow, so we're going to do the Meet for Ricks on the River. And Matt, I got tickets today for NXT, the Tuesday after Mania. I got Sweet. some general admission tickets. So Matt and I will be there. And yeah. uh, have they announced, Raj, have you heard anything about the Wednesday before Mania and NXT? It's still not announced yet at Full Sail. Uh, no, I could see them doing just a countdown show, you know, like the, Oh yeah. Maybe no uh, live show at all. Yeah. That could make sense. Well, on that note, folks, here we are. We've come to the end of the wrestling Inc podcast. I am now going to party like it's my birthday. There you go. Happy birthday, buddy. There you go. We'll catch you back here Wednesday night to talk AW dynamite and NXT until then bluechew.com promo code WINC party. Like it's your birthday. See you back here Wednesday on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Happy birthday, Glenn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.